2: What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Spoiler Alert! (laughs) I'm your host, Johnny Destructor. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller.
3: I'm here.
2: And Rob Patey.
3: (laughs) The smooth voice of
2: Spoiler Alert! (laughs) Yeah, the wonderful jingle that you just heard was done live by Rob Patey.
3: Via this mouth hole. Thanks, Mom and Dad.
2: You guys want an email? (laughs) Here's the thing, guys. Quick, quick side note. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Do you want people to keep listening to the show? Not sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: I have made that decision Because I
2: feel like your goal every show is to drive listeners away. That was the end of my sentence.
0: We're using our <laughs> dulcet my vocal answer. vocal chimings.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ah, all right. Well, here's, here's the email. Oh. Regarding the discussion of Batman number 50, I agree with both Mark underscore L underscore Miller and Len. He of the... Uh other podcasts that we do called gutter talk
3: i said a crossover email i think it's yeah. our first yeah. crossover email yeah
2: it's nice dc could have mined the marriage for stories before eventually returning to the status quo bruce believing that he cannot or should not be happy is a major revelation for a character and he should have come to that conclusion his own rather than it be dictated to him the journey Ooh. to this conclusion has massive story potential We could have had months of Bruce and Selina in the honeymoon phase while Batman starts to relinquish responsibilities slowly. Then a major tragedy occurs in Gotham while the happy couple are vacationing on Lake Como. Bruce's guilt for being absent manifests itself as rage as he lashes out, affecting his relationship with Selina. The Bat family will have to come together to reel Batman in to show him again why he does this. All of this culminating in Bruce's revelation that he cannot stay married. Finally, Selena reveals that they were never really married. The marriage certificate was a fake. It's just in her nature. Therefore, they don't have to get divorced and they part ways. There, I wrote the whole thing. You're welcome, Tom King. It seems to me that the more difficult story to tell would have been the marriage and its eventual dissolution over time. Separating them was the easy way out. Anthony D., Oh, it's Anthony D. Hi, Anthony D.
0: Good job, Anthony D. By crystallizing Len and my point exactly, but he—I mean—and oh, cool. and that was a great story. That that is exactly what I would love to have seen. I mean, you could have gone the ga— he could have run the gauntlet of different. Super villains and how di- and and how different he is um, in handling these super villains. Maybe he's a little bit more careful because he's got someone to go home to. Maybe he's uh, maybe he he is more aloof and not as not as serious. There there could be a lot of different ways he could mm-hmm. have been, and it's and it makes for the interesting the more interesting story. But it, it's I. So many times I see these uh, these big events and nothing comes from them, and it just goes it snaps immediately back to status quo. Like I, I read the latest Batman. I don't know if you guys did. Did you guys no, read it? No, not yet. Wait, I mean, it was pretty it was pretty good, and it, it is sort of dealing with some ramifications after um, this wedding, in that Bruce is very angry. But I think that that's—I I seriously think that that's—that is the easier story story to tell. It's mm. it's it's easy to just go right to anger. They they should just have like you know some wedded some happiness like that would be a true change of, of pace for for Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, I've know.
2: I've come around on this. Uh, I do agree with you. Um uh, we talked about it on, on uh, Gutter Talk, and uh, I was talking about the Grant Morrison run and how he was sort of dealing with all these different versions of Batman, and I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen that here, um, where we do get a happier, you know, the way that Dick Grayson was Batman, and he was he would sort of smile, like he was kind of enjoying being Batman, and mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen maybe Bruce go through that same sort of thing, and then yeah. – yeah, but I, I, don't, I think at the end, though, I liked what everything that Anthony D is saying here, except for at the end – where she goes, psych. We were never married. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't. I don't like that. But yeah. I mean, Bruce has enough connections to get it just annulled. And, yeah. you know it's. You know what it do? take that
2: he'll He'll get some guy drunk and take him up to a rooftop <laughs> yeah. and then have him annul the wedding, and then the guy will die of alcohol poisoning. And I forgot
0: to. Yeah, yeah I f- I forgot to even mention that. At that time that was a pretty that was pretty fucked up and yeah. around the roundabout way of getting someone to marry them yeah um that was it, so just weird
3: get the county He's a blind, find the of. find the find the blackout judge yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right well,
2: really you could have just had fucking alfred take an online course and he would exactly married them. yeah
3: yes Yes,
0: Alfred probably was... is a. He is probably an ordained. He's he can do everything else. He's probably an now, ordained. because you have to sign,
3: well. you still to sign the marriage license.
0: Well, he could have. He's Bruce
3: fucking Wayne. He owns
0: the. He owns everything in Gotham. He yeah. could fiddle somewhere. Fucking I mean, uh. More... Fucking uh, Batgirl could have hacked in and and just you know fiddled some digits
3: around
2: yeah, it's fiddled more... some digits <laughs> that's what the old you know... digit fiddler Batgirl. girl
3: <laughs>
0: you, you
2: sir know. are
3: a you sir are a lead hacker well ben. she's not
0: she's not oracle anymore so i can't call her oracle but yeah. she still has oracle's powers right
2: like you oracle's... mean intelligence? they're not power yeah. mastery <laughs> not of powers. <laughs> computers she took some there's some fucking courses yeah <laughs>
0: Her Normal superpowers of
2: paying attention while being taught how to code. She
0: only she only has those powers <laughs> while crippled.
2: Oh fuck! So thank you, Anthony D. We appreciate you writing in. Let's see what else we got. We got something else. What? Uh, oh, what else
3: you got? Oh, what else you got? What else voice you got? mail. What you show? Show um, me yeah. you got.
2: No, no, we got a. Uh... Oh, listen. Uh, let's yeah. see. Hello from California, love your podcast, and I'm currently going through your back catalog. Great stuff. In response mm-hmm. to the Man of Steel mini and Superman number one, I am so glad Bendis has removed Lois and Jonathan from the books. Uh, oh. Getting the family dynamic for a good run was fun, but focusing more on Clark Kent slash Superman, the individual has really grasped my attention and wallet. it. I love the flirting during the fire investigation, the banter from a hometown villain, and the sci-fi action with Rogel Czar. Jor-El taking Lois and John on a little hiatus is a nice change in direction, allowing Superman to be free from the restraint of having to be a father and husband, if only for an arc or two. We should all be so lucky. Anyways, I will be reading (laughs) all of Bendis' Superman books, so please review Action Comics number 1001. Finally, I would like to pose a question. Do you think Lois would have had Clark's baby if Kryptonians conceived protruding, semen-spouting, anus-to-vagina, and Clark could convince her it works with humans? I imagine sexual (laughs) reproduction would be an observation made by Jor-El when sending Kal-El to Earth, right? Keep up the good work. Love superhero sex organs. (laughs) That's
0: the new one. It really took I love. A turn it that there we're, at the we're, end. We're reaching
3: <laughs> we're reaching new new uh, new readers, listeners. Yeah. Really, that's great. There was a there was a part in my graphic novel where I had um, you know, my Superman pastiche, you know, but a much dumber version of Superman. I had a whole conversation between Franklin Roosevelt and uh, the Lois Lane on her going in and fucking him, one for the country sort of thing, because basically my Superman uh, was the one he had to have an egg ovulate into his neck. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all in, bro. Yeah.
1: You know, I... You I know, let's contemplate
3: I, this shit.
0: I've heard wilder wow. stories uh, to get some anal from your girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh, if, it's, if, it, if it Well, no, 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 no. Motherhood. I feel,
2: I feel like I need to, to clarify here. I believe the Kryptonian has a protruding semen spouting anus, and then he has mm-hmm. to take his semen spouting anus and enter it into her vagina.
0: Oh, it's like a bidet. It yeah. It's like, like a
2: bidet. Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah. It's like it's exactly uh, I didn't know that's how that's how that worked. Is that or written the that's down? How you somewhere? Sex. Is that written down somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the way Kryptonians have sex? No, but uh it, I I do not agree that we needed to get Connor and Lois out of the picture. I, I, I kind of—that's the one thing I don't like about the whole Superman thing that's going on. Well, the um, thing
2: that bothers—I don't mind that they're going on away for for a fucking summer vacation with their grandfather. I don't give a shit about that. What bothers me, and we'll get to this in in uh, Action Comics, is Clark wasn't smart enough to just preemptively say, "Hey, guys." My wife uh, is going away with John for the week, for the summer. They're going on a trip to fucking France. Yeah. Everyone's like, where's Lois? Lois just left you? Lois is gone? Like, why would you not just be like, oh, she'll be back. She just went on a trip with uh, John Kent, my son. Like, yeah. what? How, do you,
0: feed? It's how because do you feed? It's because comics drama. I mean, we've, we've talked oh, about how this do before. You- I mean, we we have talked about this before about how like problems for problems' sake just to kind of have a story. And yeah. I know that you gotta you gotta do that, but then you gotta justify it. You gotta make it smart. And I don't think, yeah, I agree, JD. I don't think that you was smart move.
3: You can't send her to France because it's still Planet Earth, and everybody still stays connected when they are in France, especially a writer. So she's you know, writing a this, book. Where's the social media posts? Where's at least the minor updates?
0: No, maybe she does Maybe she doesn't do that stuff. Yeah
3: i think left him and is probably bound to gag in the back of a trunk was really the best story
1: <laughs>
3: i really think uh, i i'm is, behind clark on this one
0: oh i think this is it's i think it's kind of ridiculous kind of it is drama stupid drama yeah. for drama's sake which i don't like yeah. um i would rather have those guys around and tell stories around that i understand that it was that was the status quo for a uh, couple of years but um still as connor was growing up i wanted to see superman there and dealing with him all every step of the way kind of like the way ma and pa kent were Mm -hmm. and uh and and helping him along the way i don't think we got enough of those stories over a long period of time what was happening with connor was that we were getting to know him like we were getting to know wally Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: learn it from kid flash to flash to you know and it, and it would feel like a comfortable transition whereas instead he'll probably come back a grown-ass teenager which is which will be kind of annoying because oh i hope I, not he's only, She's the only the going
2: summer. for three months
3: <laughs> like yeah it's summer <laughs> man i don't
2: know i don't
3: know i mean kids go through growth spurts i i mean i grew you know almost half a foot one summer but that's not the norm
2: also, yeah. I have another. I have another solution for you, Rob. You didn't want to um, send Lois to France because of the internet. How about she's an investigative reporter and she's going undercover to get a news story?
3: Yeah, as a kid, going with because she needs a child with cuddle her. time. Yes. <laughs> needs... yeah. Now needs... you, can get, you can get cuddle therapy in any major city. <laughs>
0: Well, well, I, I think yeah. she's writing a fucking book about being a mother for the first time.
2: Yeah, solved it. There's a lot. Of the 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 point is is that there's a lot of solutions to this one stupid Why little f- story problem.
3: They can't stay at home and write about her being a mom. No, I no, mean, I really I give zero fucks at this point. But you guys want to keep the argument going? No,
2: far. I'm done. It's
3: because, it's because her her husband's Superman. She can't do that. <laughs> there we go. So she was revealing the book. It's a tell all. And scene.
2: All right. So thank you so much for writing in. You, you too, out there in, in audio land, can email us at go at gmail.com. That's c-u-l-t-p-o-p-g-o at gmail.com. You can also go to cultspopgo.com and click on the banner and leave us a voicemail.
3: Um, we just we and just, it's two okay. brand new guys. Two brand new guys wrote yeah, us. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and we got out the review of Action One
2: Thousand One. Oh, no, we is,
3: are we done?
0: We're, no, we're not.
2: Okay, well, Action and Comics One Thousand One, put out by Plenty DC to Comics, talk about there. written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Patrick Gleason. Uh, what was this book about?
0: This was about a
3: lot of stuff. Thirty percent of which we just told you.
2: Yeah. It,
0: no, it covered a lot of stuff. Uh, it introduced the new crime family.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh, the, the reason I'm asking is not because it wasn't good. I remember really enjoying it, but I read it almost a week ago, so oh. I'm just trying to remember <laughs> what
3: happened. He genuinely uh, wants
2: to know what's it about.
1: Yeah.
0: Strong family. Mr. Strong and his family named like yogurt and pudding and I don't know what else.
1: <laughs> they, all have,
0: they all have different names of like food, licorice and banana. Okay. No, I, I don't. There, one, I don't know one was named yogurt. That's, yeah, I, that's one I remember. Weird. But, um, but to start it off, there you you get a little Benda scene of you know the two thugs shooting bullets. I love that scene. Uh, Patrick Gleason scene of Clark not only the bullets ricocheting off of his chest, but him catching but all. Oh
2: yeah, that was great. Yeah.
0: Because that, that was is really so well Superman. That's so Superman that you know the 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 ricochet. Could easily hurt somebody, Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. wants to stop that, and that—that was—that's all in one one panel. You get that, and it's just so indicative of Superman, and probably no other superhero. Like Luke Cage doesn't give a shit where it ricochets. (laughs) It's
3: it's, always—it's—it's always those moments. I wonder, was that written by the artist, or was that you know conceived by the artist, or put in by the writer? Yeah,
2: that sounds like a Bendis could be a Bendis
0: thing. It could be a, a, a nice nice uh, combination of both. Like they bounce an idea off of each other. That's kind of fun to just like talk to somebody and just like get a – you start out with something and yeah. then they are catching it and they're saying, oh, wow, that's right. genius. It's never been done before.
3: I mean the text could just be Superman float talk. You know, I mean we yeah. –
1: yeah. yeah. It could be. I also right. really uh-huh.
2: like the uh, conversation between between the guys who are shooting at him. The one guy's like trying to get his other friend to be like, "It's Superman, stop shooting!" And he's like, "I can't, I can't help it. I'm just going to keep shooting."
0: <laughs> I can't stop myself, and then he's going to yeah. throw the gun at him, and he yeah, can't got, stop yeah, throwing are you the, throw gun. the gun at him.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. They have like some. There's some great scenes. Um, there's even this. This scene was. I, Patrick Gleason, man, he he drew the hell out of this. There, there's a scene of Superman floating there, talking to this kid, who of course lied to uh, Fireman Judy um, that it, he said that it was Superman lighting the fires when it wasn't. It was some bald mm. guy. Told him it was me. Just letting you know, I was the bald. Melody guy. Moore. No,
3: no, it wasn't. Melody he Moore. Three, it wasn't you. We gave him 300 bucks.
0: No, that's right. I don't have that much money. <laughs> Never had that much money in my life.
3: <laughs> You'd be asking a kid to go to your
0: Patreon. But there's this. I would. That's yeah. That's what I got on my Patreon this week. Minus <laughs> minus two hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> um, but there's there's Superman standing in front of the flag, which is really iconic, man. That's a really iconic image. It's really just great looking. The cape is flapping in the breeze. The flag is flapping in the breeze. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, what else happened in this issue?
2: Well, he starts thinking about all of the different bald people. Uh, He's like looking. Clark Kent is at the Daily Bugle looking up different bald people. And we've got Mr. Freeze, Brainiac, Luther, Egghead, Parasite, uh, Hugo Strange. We got that weird dude from the Morrison run who's got like a foot boot print for a face.
0: I think that one guy in the glasses right there is Dr. Savannah. Is that Brian Michael Bendis right there?
2: That's Brian Michael Bendis and Dan DiDio.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, I, I, who's, I, where's I, Brian Michael Bendis?
2: He's the lower right with the eye patch.
0: Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. And I, then I, who's I, the I,
0: three-headed I, guy? Some monster.
2: That I don't know. Yeah. And I think that I, was Hugo I, I, Strange.
3: Yeah, yeah, it
0: is. I
2: appreciate
3: the delineation of keeping, you know, Superman keeping himself separate from the Clark Kent identity, but a great follow-up question would have been, what color is he? How many
2: <laughs> eyes? Yeah.
3: You're going to have I'm to give me something letting...
2: other than bald.
3: Bald. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm fucking yeah. Superman, kid. I mean, come on. Yeah.
2: yeah well, then you point. get this
3: annoying yeah. little twat. Nice. You get this annoying little twat, Trish,
0: who's just rubbing it in. Superman, Lois left you for Superman. I would just say, get the fuck away from me.
3: Here's my fear. The ruse has been put in place to make her a character of prominence in forthcoming stories. And that scares me, because I see no other... She She's added really no value to this tale in and of itself, just uh, other than a, a distraction. Trish? The gossip columnist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's annoying. Then you got this other I one. I fear that, this is... A...
0: Robinson Good, um, yeah. who's... Peeking around the corner, who obviously she's the whisperer, I guess, because they say I, they say, um, "Okay, whisper, keep me posted." He's moving fast. I'm tracking him on satellite time. Uh-huh. And so she's. And, and I
1: sh-
3: yeah, I, I shouldn't say I fear. Like, cool, let a story like that happen organically, but to insert its beginning into what's otherwise a really clean narrative is annoying. Hmm. So and then you get this then you get this uh new villain.
2: Yeah.
0: The Red Mist.
2: Yep, yep. Nicely draw- yep. I like the way that he illustrates her. She's really spooky. Yeah. With She's the like blue just... glowing eyes and and breath mouth yeah. whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think <laughs> I I think that that is uh um that's the fire it's the fire, firehouse.
2: Well, it's a cute little thing at the end here, At the end, and it seems to be in a bunch of the DC issues this month, is yeah. who is the Red Cloud? It's a little featurette at the back of the books, and wow. uh, they give you four different options, Lois Lane, Melody Moore, Robinson Good, and Trish Q. So um, I'm, I'm curious. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, it feels old-fashioned.
0: Yeah, it does. But I think, didn't they do that a while back? Who was the mystery bad guy? And we were guessing. Remember, we guessed... Like it was like it was it the Eradicator is it Doomsday is it? Toy yeah, Man? that was you
2: know it... fifteen years ago. No, that was like maybe.
0: No.
2: wait, who are we talking about? Which the... event? This was uh-huh. it
0: was something just like this in the back of the all these things, and it was like the new villain for um, Superman, and it was a uh, it was a uh, um, Tomasi when he was writing Superman. I don't remember. I don't either, but was... It, was, it, was <laughs> good, it was it was a good it was something like this.
3: That, that was a good event.
2: Yeah, that was really, really stuck with us. <laughs> really shocking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But fact, it's not
0: Trish Q. Trish Q is a, just a gossip columnist. She's not going to be this dastardly killer thing. And they would never make Lois Lane a killer. No. You don't know. We don't know about Robinson Good, but I think that she's kind of too cool. She's kind of a, a cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that Melody Moore is just – she's always moping around. She looks at – looks at um, Clark kind of ominously like in this, in this issue, I looked at her and she's like sitting there just kind of moping around, staring at her helmet, like kind of mm-hmm. feeling bad. And I, I think that she's, she might not like it like it, that she's this killer red mist thing, but she is.
2: So the way I'm looking at it and the way I'm sort of deducing is uh, I'm looking at the characters and who will be around longer, who has more of a staying uh, mm-hmm. power and I yeah. feel like this Melody Moore is only in the story because of these fires that are happening in Gotham. How many yeah. fire-related conversations can be had between Superman and a character? So I feel like yeah. Melanie Moore is there just to be this Red Mist character. Um, yeah. yeah. But like Trish and the other woman, you know, they are, yeah. they're now background characters at the Daily Planet. So we can see more of them and there's more we can do with them other than yeah. just like, I'm a fire, a fire chief. Yeah, yeah I, and I
0: really think Trish uh, uh, is she's annoying. She's gonna be that annoying character. Like a Chloe. Flash like a what like like Chloe. Yeah, a little bit like Chloe. Uh.
2: Um
0: and Hopefully like she'll, she she'll run
3: a sex ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hopefully
3: she won't try to recruit people for a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: She could um, brand yeah. me
2: anytime.
3: Heck
0: yeah. Waka walkka. Um the, yeah, I I don't know, but I and I, and I think um, what's his name Patrick Gleason drew the hell out of this book. He's yeah. really really good. Um, the ending I didn't really understand that she's in she's in Chicago because that's the uh, the Drake and that's the the uh, um, the 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 building there.
1: Oh, the Han-
0: the Hancock Building. She's typing. This lady's typing out. And I think that's Lois, right? Because on the pad it says The Secrets uh-huh. of Lois Lane, my secret, the truth justice in the Kryptonian way, I married an, an alien from outer space. I mean oh. this That's Lois Lane.
2: Oh, that's uh, Lois. I, you know, I didn't pay that much attention. I just assumed it was um uh the one who you hate.
0: Trish? I thought yeah. it was Trish Q. Shit. I, I thought it, I thought it was too until but it's like She's unpacked, and she's there, but Jonathan's not there. So Weird. I don't know
3: what's going on. Huh. She let Jonathan go off with Grandpa for the summer.
2: Oh, here we go. I'm looking at, so the thing we were just talking about, I didn't actually read Lois's description, because I was like, it's not Lois. Uh, when it says, like, who could be this Red Mist character, Red Cloud, it says, cool. sure, Lois Lane left Metropolis and Superman to chaperone their son, John's summer trip into space with Jor-El and just returned in action number 1001. But why didn't she go home to Clark? Is this actually Lois or an imposter? What better way to strike at Superman's heart than by enlisting a villain who looks just like his wife? Oh,
1: I should have read that. I literally saw the title Lois Lane
2: and skipped it because I was like, oh, whatever. It's just not Lois. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So it's yeah, it's some sort of imposter or something. Interesting.
0: Maybe I don't know. I still think it's 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 melody more.
2: Right. That's
0: my guess. I guess we'll find out. I do like I do like that they're meeting in this like iron tube and they're whispering and, like this whole crime family and they're all mm-hmm. like, um, you know, this is this is the way you get around from. Uh... But can he not hear through iron?
2: Exactly. Well, that's why he said, you know, <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> don't yeah. don't say his name. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean there's a lot of lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's packed a lot of stuff in this issue. He packed a lot of stuff in Superman number one. Um it's a, it, it's nice to see Bendis all in like this and like really kind of having fun with new and old characters.
2: Yeah, I'm know? really enjoying his run on Superman so far. Me too. Rob Uh huh okay. I'm
0: gonna call bullshit though if Connor if if uh uh
3: Jonathan comes back and he's a he's Five years older why i just don't know why you i mean unless they took like a left turn through a black hole maybe then, okay fine okay then that could absolutely happen yes time passes differently in
0: space
2: just so like, hey okay. guys you want to talk about doomsday clock number six because sure. we'll do it yeah we're we're gonna it's we're gonna do it we're gonna talk
0: so you, we'll- Another amazing book this week.
2: By Jeff Johns <laughs> and Gary Frank on art. So are you guys still enjoying it? I am.
3: How how, how Batman get caught? How
2: how Batman get
3: caught? How did, how, how did Batman oh, get caught? Oh, so
2: Batman got... No, I understood what the question was. Um, oh. Batman got beat up by the crowd. So part of my issue with this series so far is that it does not feel like it's taking place in the proper DC universe at all. Um, so what's happening is a lot of the regular people in the DC universe are lashing out about the DC superheroes, right? Just like they were in the Watchmen series. They're doing the same sort of thing here. And there is a giant crowd kind of rioting and, um, Batman and who was the other character, Batman and somebody, Rorschach. Was it Rorschach? Mm-hmm. No, Vite. No, it was Adrian Vite and mm-hmm. Batman were flying around in the owl ship, Night Owl's ship, <laughs> and um, they wind up kind of almost crashing, and Batman swings over the crowd of rioters, and the rioters pull him down and beat him unconscious. And then Joker comes uh. across the body, chains it up, and puts it in a wheelchair after tranking him with uh, some drugs. Does that explain it? This is the problem
0: with this coming out this is the sixth issue. In, Once every
2: three months. In
0: like yeah, in like yeah. Nine, nine months, I I'm a little hazy on the first couple of issues, but I'm following it. I know what's what's happening, like the main story where it's the committee or it's uh, Ozymandias, Mime, Marionette, um, and who else? It's Rorschach. Rorschach all come through this portal to our time as their. Their universe is blown up and dead and yeah. dying. Um, they come into town, and it turns out that the comedian, the Manhattan, has brought the ma- the comedian back. Manhattan might have actually brought those guys there, um, and that he's been manipulating things for quite a long time.
2: Yes,
3: mm-hmm. but we haven't seen him yet. We have not seen him yet.
2: Now, what well, I'm having trouble with. with besides remembering some of the earlier issues, is what the narrative thread of this series is. We're six issues in, and I'm still not entirely sure what the elevator pitch is for this story other than DC heroes meet the Watchmen. That
3: is the pitch. Let me take you, I'll, I'll go one further away for you, J.D. It's I can remember every moment of the marionette and the comedian, is that, no, not the comedian. The mime. The, the mime. I remember every single moment—the Marriott mime—and and in mime, this issue as well, fucking mm-hmm. hauntingly beautiful.
2: Yeah. I
3: mean, and I remember every bit of that. I cannot remember the overarching narrative, though. I'm that's like, what, I'm what the fuck? I know they came in. That's the plot. I mean, they came in the time, but why are they here? I kind of mm-hmm. know the what, but the why is eluding me.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do know that there's a major. Um, Oh, you wanted to know why people don't trust uh superheroes. It's because some villains and and heroes who aren't really that great uh have come forward and said that they were created by the American government and that Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, there's this whole sort of uh, American conspiracy theory that uh the superheroes are created by the government to um I guess gain our trust and control us, and so a lot of people are taking that to heart. And um, you know, there's a lot of backlash for it.
3: Yeah, it's definitely not main DC continuity then, right now.
2: Right, it feels weird.
3: It It does. It does feel weird.
0: It feels like the problem is is that we just had this whole Scott Snyder thing where we the the uh, the source wall is is cracked. Yep. And Mm -hmm. and magic is broken, which we're going to read about later on, and all of that other stuff. And that seems to be crossing over into like six or seven other books, um, and it's it's having an effect on on the entire universe. This seems to be like it reminds me of when Morrison was doing Final Crisis, and the rest of the the rest of the comics were just kind of waiting for him to finish that so that they could catch up with the themes that yeah. that Morrison was writing. It yeah. feels like that's what that's what's happening here. So maybe what this is just supposed to be read as like a a story. And then as soon as it's done, that's when it's going to have the ramifications on everybody. But I hope so. I, I too would would like to see a little bit more coordination with the rest of the DC universe to actually have this all kind of function in the, the right way. The only one it seems to cross over with is Batman and maybe flash a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because of the button crossover. That's literally it. That's all that's happened so far. But that being said, that you know, that's a pretty major gripe I think, but that being said, uh, I love I have such a fun time reading this book. If I if I flip through the pages, I look at it and go, "Oh man, that's a lot of word bubbles. Every page has a lot of fucking word bubbles." But at no point am I going I'm bored.
1: Yeah. No problem. at all.
2: Or or it doesn't feel like homework. It doesn't feel um tiresome. Like I'm just I'm I'm in all the way. I think it's a lot of fun. And-
3: and it's and so much of that is they t- they take these beautiful breaths. I think with the the characterization that Frank brings, the expression he brings, especially in the silent moments, it mm. feels like you're watching a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so good, beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. a it's a simpatico between writer and artist. It, it's yeah. I mean, saying, pause. No, my words. Not here. Let me help with the visual, or help me with the visual, please.
0: Yeah. Well, and Jeff Johns like I, I, he knows these characters. These are like his favorite characters. He loves he loves the bad guys. His best issues of the Flash were when he focused on the on those single issues on on the Rogues Gallery. One
2: hundred percent.
0: And so you see, not only I mean you see the Rogues Gallery show up here, and even when they do, it's still got the same kind of character. I read it in the same voice that that uh, Jeff Johns established, like well, like quite a while mm-hmm. ago. Pretty um,
2: interesting that Frank Gorshin is definitely the jo- the Riddler here.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it, no, and I also no love fiber. it that. Well, and it, it's weird because yeah, he's he's like trying to have his big moment, and of course the Joker comes in and ruins it for him. Which yeah, and he's
2: is like, ah man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not him, not now. This is my like, moment.
0: Yeah, if not for him, like. The Riddler would probably be a much bigger villain if not for him, but like Mm -hmm. he would probably be in the Legion of Superheroes or I'm sorry, the, the, um, what do you call it? Legion of doom. Mm -hmm. But because the Joker's around, he's, he's just not allowed to. He's
3: Legion of the Legion of villainy.
0: He'll always be the Burger King to, uh, the Joker's McDonald's. McDonald's, Yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: the other problem that makes it feel separate is that this is a Frank Gorshin Riddler, but the whole new fifty-two set up the the Riddler with like the um, sideburns and he's younger. Yeah. So this well, feels they've like been com-
0: commenting on the sideburns. Yeah, I in guess m- multiple books, so maybe they they finally listened to the whispers.
2: And then yeah, got a huge widow's peak. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, the uh, mime and marionette origin is it's really cool. I mean, I I like it that they've they were they've been like friends and like soulmates since they were little kids. That's yeah. really, really cool. Um, how they got their powers. That's a little weird. Um, it's very on the nose with what they were like. Her dad's a puppeteer. And so then she has these invisible strings. Um, well, they're
2: not invisible strings. There's, sh- it's literally like a piano wire that she connects um, yeah. She's got. You can see in her gloves. She's got two little connectors, and so she puts her hands together, and then oh, is that
0: what it is? Makes you, a movement, well, and then yeah. she's able to pull oh, yeah. them
2: apart, and it becomes this, um, uh, yeah. you know, this guillotine. No, no, what's the okay. word? Ga- a ga- a garot, ger- You garrot somebody. What is what is garrot? Yeah, you're uh, right. Garrot. Right. Mm. Um, well, the
0: mime the mime does have powers.
2: Yeah, he's got invisible guns.
0: There's something uh-huh. yeah he's he's able to create i think he's maybe like a little bit like invisible
2: woman uh-huh
0: where you know she creates like a little box
2: yeah i but don't quite
0: know for the how. mime for the mime he's doing it like like invisible bullets invisible like he whatever he acts out is really there but it's just like invisible
2: yeah. yeah
3: it's like he had he he used a knife he made his fingers a knife to go into the guy's eye in this one
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah,
0: great stuff. The comedian scene. It really does highlight the fact that the comedian is just a badass that, that really the DC universe has not seen um, before. Maybe with Deathstroke a little bit, but still, he's even tougher than, than that, it seems. Um, yeah. And ruthless. I mean, just yeah. completely, completely ruthless. I love that. Yeah.
2: It's, it's also a little weird. Um, another side note. It's weird to see some of these characters say shit and almost say fuck.
0: Because mm-hmm. they are in the regular
2: mm-hmm. DC universe. Yeah, yeah, but oh, and I I like this Joker. He feels like the Alan Moore Joker from Killing Joke.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it that the they run across like uh, some of the henchmen from from uh, uh, Mister Freeze, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, either we're dead." <laughs> Or we join his crew and they're like, all right, no, I'd rather, I think we'll rather stay alive. I guess we'll get the tattoos. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just so funny.
2: Like, I don't think he cleaned those needles. Yeah. I didn't,
3: I didn't, with, with the swearing, it's, there's a part of me that does want to have that adult subset universe. Like, I thought I'd have a problem with it when uh, they did it on Star Trek Discovery. And, you know, you kind of go, whoa, but you go, okay, appropriate. (laughs) You know, it, yeah. it was well done, and I like that. I think they did that in the Earth One books too. I think there was a little bit more potty mouth, or was a little more mature. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of welcome it.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't I, bother me. It just feels a little off, just because I'm not used to it. That's fair. Yeah,
0: man scene with the scene the scene at the end when the cops are fighting this girl or the little marionette, and she's like. She's behind him and choking him. And she's got her knees in his back, and she's pulling as hard as she can. I mean' that's brutal some, oh man, that's some crazy shit
2: but, yeah. uh, but like really the motion stuff. that Gary Frank puts into that scene mm-hmm. it's really great,
0: yep, yeah. um, and I love the cross cutting at the very end where it's going between um them, like her having the baby. Her and and the mime making love, him in jail, um, the mm-hmm. baby being taken away, all that stuff, and then like then the comedian finding them and the Joker like kind of uh, saving them. That's just <laughs> tasing, amazing.
2: Stuff. Tasing him, yeah, yeah,
0: and he steals his little hat, smiley face button. Uh huh.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: He says, "Doctor Manhattan, who's that? I could use a good dentist." <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is once again excellent storytelling, excellent art. Yeah.
2: I mean, you, all you of those be, things.
0: Yeah. It, uh, this is like the high standard of what comics can be right now. I think.
2: How about Justice League Dark number one? Huh? It's uh, see, mm-hmm. also DC Comics by James Tinney in the fourth with art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Did you think that this was. Bueno.
0: Bueno, excelente. Remember him?
2: Yes, from <laughs> Garth Ennis, right? So basically, we've got Wonder Woman, Zatanna, a little bit of, and I was very happy to see him, um, John Constantine, and uh, Detective Chimp, Bug, huh? Yeah! You yeah. would get a kick out of that. And uh, fucking right. Happy Man Bat. Like It's <laughs> it's Kurt Langstrom, normal, but then like he's got a giant bat head. which I got a kick out of. Oh, and Swamp Thing. So I thought thought that was Alan Moore. Hey, (laughs) oh,
0: you're right. But you pointed that out a while ago that, that they've definitely made him look like Alan Moore.
2: Yeah. Like a buff Alan Moore. Um, plus a lot of body horror, which is really cool. Very, um, Mm -hmm. Carpenter, John Carpenter esque with, uh, you know, the thing and stuff like that. So there was a lot to like about this book. I feel like this is one of those books as opposed to, um, Doomsday Clock where I saw the bubbles I felt like we could have Trimmed some of the bubbles on this one Um, It was very talky, Uh very Um, Mm exposition-y I I feel like we could have shown more Instead of said more Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
2: Otherwise, I I do like this I I didn't hate this book I didn't hate it (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Like, I'm not sold though, yet
0: No, I like I love Oddball pairings, and this is definitely an oddball group of, of characters here. Um, but I, I, it's it's weird because um, you have this. They're they're really establishing the magic order in DC, and then the uh, like how how like the superheroes do these big flashy day savers, but then like really at at night, you you've got like. Dead Man and Phantom Stranger and mm-hmm. Doctor Thirteen and those guys that are really fighting the the fights that are really crucial and it opens the world like it shows it shows the expanse of DC universe which I like that but um, I, it'll be interesting I'm I'm interested but I'm not bowled over
2: exactly that's yep perfect Rob
3: mildly intrigued the best okay we spent uh, an okay night together but I don't know if I want to know more about it. Well, I'll go on another date. I'll go on another date with
0: this.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's It's got, I mean, the Man Bat stuff and the Dictative Chip stuff was pretty cool. I like it that he's mourning the loss of his friend, and that, so there's continuity there from when they had, what was that Dark book? Knight's Metal. No, well, not mm. even that. Um, it was the Shadow Cabinet. Is that the name of that book? Oh, Shadow Pact. Shadow Pact, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Oh, I forgot was about that. It him and Nightmaster and a couple of other dark characters and... Uh, mm. And that was that was fun. Um, I I think that um, this is this is cool, though. I originally thought it would just be weird having Wonder Woman in this group, but they addressed that here, which is yeah, kind of
2: I felt pretty stupid. I went. Oh, weird. Why is Wonder Woman even involved here? And then I was like, Oh right, she's a magic sand baby. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Goddess from another plane, or no? She's uh, of the gods now, right? Yeah, she yeah. So she's like, Zeus. Yeah,
2: that's god magic at least, right?
3: so Yeah. yeah sure. once,
2: once someone mentioned that in the book, I went, Ah, fuck, you're right. we <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: we're we we're, we're all gonna cry, we're, we're all gonna cry shenanigans when they launch this um, Justice League out in space book, and she's part of that. No,
0: she's How, not. Justice I
3: thought she's on the team.
0: No, she's, she's not did. on that.
3: But she's on or She's on two teams, though. Are she the other oh, one? Oh, she'll be on the main, the main? team.
0: Well, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
3: That's fine. All right. That's fine.
0: Side job. Okay. No. So the, the other one is, like, all the boring characters, like Cyborg and Jessica Cruz and, I don't know, Boring Man.
1: <laughs> boring Man and Snoring Woman. I don't
0: know. Goddamn. Just a bunch of bland characters. Dr. Bland.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i want to disagree with you uh but i can't <laughs> um
0: good old dr bland
2: yeah I, i'll check out well, i mean obviously we're gonna check it out for the show but mm-hmm. um i remain cautiously optimistic i i there's something about the justice league dark and i don't like the name of, you know, Justice League Dark just sounds dumb. But um, there is something that I do like about the dark underbelly magical characters of the DC universe that Mm -hmm. something is very interesting about them.
3: I was going to say, I I love the dark characters. I like the last dark going around. They need more of a compelling uh, unifying drive.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: Do you think that this might be a way of, because they were saying that, like,
0: Guillermo del Toro is going to be writing a Justice League Dark movie and there was going to be something like that uh, going on. And with Wonder Woman being such a popular movie, um, that this might be a way of actually making that Justice League Dark movie happen. Oh, with it makes, one, with,
2: it makes sense. You know,
0: I don't know. Seems like that would kind of be a, that would be a little bit of a no-brainer. It's like putting Batman in everything, but they mm. can't do that right now, so they can...
3: Well, I, I wonder, um, does anybody know how rapidly they're going to accelerate the movies, or I guess we'll call them TV movies, for the app? When, when uh. the app releases? I wonder, that's where it sounds like something like this would go, especially since Gilmore Del Toro did the strain already for TV, so mm.
2: he's, Didn't got, they all...
3: he's got a footing there. I thought they already did a Justice League dark cartoon. They did. Yeah,
2: okay. Did. It was it was cute. You were
3: Yeah, you were talking about Guillermo del Toro doing it, though it yeah. would be you. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I would they, love a JL dark uh, series.
3: Yeah. We, it, I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can do it as a movie movie is my point, at least not for years to come.
2: Yeah, no, I inter- think a series yeah. would be great.
0: Yeah. A series would be awesome, but they would never be able to get a Gal Gadot for the series, no, but no. I think that I think a, a movie version uh, would be really cool, just to see, just to see Swamp Thing on the, in the movies that that isn't hokey like the old Swamp Thing yeah. movies, yeah. and have Detective Chimp in there, have some of the other favorites. I think that would be fun.
3: Yeah. I think that was the ultimate, the ultimate goal of continuance, continuity, whatever the hell it was, that fragmented time and space for DC. I, you know, you look at the CW with Supergirl and that's on Henry Campbell, but nobody really seems to mind because Clark Kent is so, or Superman is so ancillary. You mm-hmm. could yeah. probably get away without, you know, sort of a Gal Gadot knockoff, like mm-hmm. Gil Gadot or something, you mm-hmm.
0: know? You could get be. Artemis in there instead, or, you know, yeah. Wonder Girl. Yeah. Some,
3: Donna Troy. Some
2: so You could have Wonder Girl, Girl show up yeah. and be like, fuck Wonder Woman!
0: yeah. Oh, that was uh-huh. so horrible! Right? Oh, oh man. man, I was so disappointed when I saw that. Me and too. And it wasn't even you saw the early set picks, right? Yeah. Of like, uh, and they like Beast Boy wasn't green, and and mm-hmm. Raven wasn't really that raveny, or and Star Girl right. didn't really have like it wasn't really like CG orange what? girl. Yeah, yeah, Starfire. Yeah, but. Um, the, I would. I. I kind of. They kind of corrected all that in the preview. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he said like "fuck Batman," I'm just like, "Come on!" Yeah. And this he is supposed stabs to be Dick a Tyson. bunch of
2: people and shoots a bunch of people and yeah. then goes "fuck Batman." It felt like what the Titans would have looked like if they put it out uh, in the '90s around the, the time 90s. of the Crow.
3: Or yep. or or if we all voted for Jason Todd to live. And yeah. Jason Todd yeah. joined the Titans. Maybe then. Yeah. But if no, that was Jason
2: Todd, I'd be okay with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this was like a Red Hood show, fine, great. Oh so,
3: well, yeah, that's him. That, yeah.
0: that would be a great story. But yeah. um, anyway, yeah. I, I'm alas, still
2: gonna, I'm going to wait to see. I'm definitely going to get that um, streaming service just to check out all of the stuff that's on it. But yeah. uh, I don't have high hopes for this Titans. I do have high hopes for um, Young Justice three. So is, is Shazam that... a movie or is Shazam a yes? Yeah, it's a movie. You're yeah. on that app. It's a movie. It's a it's a live okay, action. Um, I'm sorry. It's a wide release film.
0: Thank you. It's, it's, a, not, it's a it's a live not, action yeah. role play. All
3: right.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: LARP. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do we have uh, anything no. else
2: to say about Justice League Dark though?
0: Nah. Nah. Yeah. It was good.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I'll I read number it's, two. It's
0: hard to read act, the action book and the Doomsday book. Two really excellent books and then follow up by that one because any other week when those books weren't out I think that that would probably be one of the highlights of the week but yep. because there's nothing wrong yeah. with it it's just that compared to some of these other ones it's just it it it, it just doesn't it's not in the same league <laughs> uh,
1: Tinian, <laughs> Tinian,
3: Tinian, um, Tinian does t- Tinian does tend to be dense as fuck he does
0: yeah. well he's been doing sort of like a team Batman there with de- with a detective for a long time so he's he's good at that team dynamic stuff so uh,
3: it's just, it's a dense right it's a dense writing style
0: yeah yeah once he got this first issue out of the way though maybe it'll it'll get a little bit more action heavy and we'll, yeah. we'll uh, have less to complain about <laughs>
2: Now we'll still find something to complain about. Flash number 51 came out this week, also from DC. This is a big DC week, uh, by Joshua Williamson and Scott Collins. And in this episode, um, (laughs) nothing happens except for that Wally West is still running, where we left him at the last episode, and then he stops running, and then fucking Superman and Wonder Woman show up and just (laughs) escort him to therapy.
0: They come. They come with the fish nets and the, you know, the welcome yeah, yeah. wagon.
2: <laughs> Those butterfly catchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they put them in the butterfly catcher and take them away to happy land.
2: Like I that, <laughs> I realize I'm making light of it. I enjoyed the issue, but as I'm flipping through it, I'm going, nothing happens. Yeah. It was just a bunch of Iris West telling us why Wally's great, and then yeah. they. Oh, and also the other kid, Flash Wallace West, runs away from Barry oh. Allen and says. <laughs> Fuck the flash. Fuck the flash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Doesn't he do that? He does that in every issue though. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's his <laughs> whole character arc.
0: It is, it is. Yeah, he's he's uh yeah. At least he's consistent. Um but uh yeah, this is this is not a big bunch of nothing happening here. Yeah, it was a
2: epilogue Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, I mean uh, what but... do you guys
0: think of this? this whole thing where everyone has a good cry and um, you know they hug
2: as somebody who has suffered from PTSD I feel like this is a very interesting story I'm sorry this has the potential to be a very interesting story that we've never really seen in comic books I don't know if it's an event if it's worth of an event, but I do I'm interested in reading it I, I think it could be really cool um, what, it might what, be a little what? real world it might be a little too real worldy but we'll find out Help me out. what is it? It is superheroes dealing with PTSD It's a day
3: spa what did they have
2: PTSD from? Are you kidding me? Just,
0: just putting their lives on the line on every day. It's it's like it's it's treating superheroes like we treat, uh, soldiers, or like okay. we sh- like we should treat soldiers, police officers,
1: uh, right. firemen. I mean-
3: I need to see more breakdowns. That's the problem.
2: Like, I,
1: you know, Wally I West
2: literally lost his entire family in the last crisis or, or, or in um, a new 52. Right. He had children and a wife. His wife now exists and doesn't know who he is. And his children just blinked out <laughs> of existence. Yeah.
3: I think you need to weave that into a larger narrative. I think that's when the comics are really good is when they weave those painful moments into the. <sighs> Further grandiose. I don't understand. We just
2: spent, what, five issues of The Flash War dealing with it. Yeah. It was a huge story. Uh, Mm.
0: Flash War did that. Batman is definitely in need of some therapy. Superman Superman just lost his wife and kid.
3: (laughs) uh, For For the the summer. summer. (laughs) I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm not talking about that they haven't gone through uh, shocking moments that, that, that could induce PTSD. That's what I'm talking about what i'm talking about is this you know heroes in crisis number 1 that's coming out i'm going in september i'm presuming it's going to be all stories of them i i guess hashing that out in a therapy type setting
2: no it's got to be more interesting than that i would hope
3: I, well i would hope there'd be action some action
2: in there
0: yeah. the, the the from what i have learned about it is that they're there they're wearing masks that cover their faces so that the anonymity is still there.
2: Oh, um, no kidding. Okay. Yeah.
0: What? They're like, yeah, yeah.
2: There's
0: so, it's, still,
3: so there's,
2: it's so like, eyes wide it's, shut.
0: It's,
3: like it's, yeah, it's like a court of owls, a healing court. <laughs> am of I owls? looking at, am I looking at, of detective, am I looking at detective chimp or Superman? I don't <laughs> know.
0: They're wearing a mask. Nice. Nice. Swamp Thing is wearing,
3: like, a clown mask. <laughs>
2: mask.
3: Ah, you smell like... You smell, you like, smell, moss. Yeah. Moss. Yeah, you smell
0: like moss. Maybe he's
2: Mossman from He-Man. I don't know. Yes.
0: I don't know who he is. It's an elaborate costume you have there, Detective chip Oh, that's
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and they, they wear robes. And I, I... Okay. Tom King is uh, a yeah, former soldier, CIA, right?
1: Yep. Former yep,
0: CIA Yep. yep. So I'm and sure I don't he's think he's still his... CIA. <laughs> he might be. Who knows?
2: <laughs> this is deep cover. Do, hmm. do
0: you ever leave the CIA? I don't know. Uh, but yes, uh, I think yes. that um, he probably has a wealth of stories to tell about PTSD, about um, the effects of violence on a person for an extended period of time. Um, this could be a, a good story. It also is another way of deconstructing the heroes that I think sometimes when you take something apart, it's when it it. it I, I don't want to see Batman in this thing. I don't want to see Deathstroke. Oh, I don't
2: think Batman would do it. No.
0: Well, they could force. They they didn't really give Wally a choice here.
2: Yeah, they just fucking scooped him up.
0: They show up and they say it's time. We'll make yeah. sure he's well taken care of <laughs> at sanctuary. I mean, this would be if this were anyone but Superman and Wonder Woman. That would not be. That's a kind of an imposed If this were, say, Zatanna and John Jones, two kind of shadier characters, I think that there'd be a little bit more cause oh, for concern.
2: I sorry, I just I just wiki it. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's the plot is on here, and it's billed as a murder mystery.
0: Uh, okay, so someone's murdered there. Okay. It, it, but it, that's what that's what I'm saying, though. It's like when you deconstruct something like that too much, it's it's hard to. It takes out the 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 myst the mystery and the the mystification. You know, demystifies it. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's why I just want to keep finding the word demystification. But do a... you know what I'm saying though? Um, too much of the psychology might not be the best thing
3: to do. That's what that's what I was trying to say was I, I think of a character like John Stewart, OK, who has gone through some major shit. He killed an entire planet yeah. and he has had a- epic moments of PTSD uh, also mm-hmm. because he was a real life soldier as well. Yeah. Simon Baz is another one that I think of, but mm-hmm. they, they wove those those I won't call them breakdowns, but they, they wove those shakeups to their normal lives and allowed them to seek solace within the narrative of their larger and regular story I, dare I say it, it, it's quite simply life and, yeah. and and if you if you are if if you suffer that if, if you have a tragedy that you you need help in overcoming you weave that into your overarching narrative you don't stop your life for a for a week maybe you do it for well, a period of time but you, all right maybe you do it for a period of time but some it, people
0: do though some people have breakdowns some people have to be hospitalized I mean it's not I, I, you know there could be a like a draw like everyone
3: everyone at once
0: everyone at once is a little off i I don't think this is gonna be like all of a sudden all the heroes are gonna go into therapy. I think what's gonna happen is the people who are there at sanctuary, something's gonna happen there, and then those heroes are gonna have an adventure. yes, so maybe we'll get some maybe we'll get some obscure characters, we'll get some therapizing in there. And we'll get uh, some uh, we'll get some some introspection from some of the heroes. Wally West will probably be one to come out of it as a um, with with a little bit more insight into his his life. But uh, I I have faith in Tom King that he'll be able to do do something good with it. It's just that I, I I I just fear that sometimes when you do when you do too many of these introspective tales like that and and you forget that that. The, you, you need more act like in this issue. I mean, I could have used a scene. Maybe the fucking gorilla grod shows up. Maybe you know abracadabra or somebody. You know, it, just to give them a little bit of action here, other than just them running and yep, them coming in and swooping down and picking them up and
2: all that. But I don't know. Like it, it is, it is an epilogue though, so I get that. Yeah, but I definitely. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading it because I just enjoyed reading The Flash. I enjoy reading about Wally West, so on and so forth. But um, looking back, I went, wow, nothing happened in this issue. All right, cool. Yeah. but
0: Wally's um, just circling the globe. Um, I could have used maybe an impulse. I know. Popping up. Why tease us with that and then we don't get any impulse?
2: I know. I want some impulse. I was mad.
0: Impulse, you know.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he no, we know, uh, we know
0: the thing is with impulse the way he is he would not wait for the right moment just to kind of show up he'd show up just as like just as Wally West is about being taken to be taken away <laughs> it's like hey hey Wally what's up hey it's me impulse remember me hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> just you know, darting around him but
2: uh, remember when I was a Flash and everyone hated it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was the Flash for a Yeah, he was,
2: and then he got uh, murdered.
0: Yeah.
2: All yeah. right. Mr. and Mrs. X, our only Marvel. <laughs> really? Uh, Is wow. this our only Marvel yeah. of the week? Yeah.
1: Um, All right.
2: So Mr. Cool. and Mrs. X, um, put out by Marvel, and it's written by...
0: Kelly Sue DeConnick.
2: Nope. Kelly Thompson. Nope. <laughs> Kelly
0: Thompson. Kelly With
2: Thompson. art by Oscar Basel... Basel... Bazzaldua.
0: Bazzaldua.
2: Oscar, Oscar Bazzaldua. Anyway.
0: Uh, I like that cover. Do you like that cover? Yeah, it was cute. It's
2: fine. You don't like it? So, what the fuck happened? They were supposed to have a wedding, and then they didn't have the (laughs) wedding, and then all of a sudden, Rogue and Gambit showed up, and they were like, well, I guess we'll fucking have a wedding, and now they're (laughs) married, and here's the thing. You can hear the malaise in my voice. Let me explain it.
3: Oh, no, I know why.
2: As a, did I already explain this on the show?
3: You didn't like. I, you I, like I hope you. Are, I hope you and are in cycle this week with why you have malaise because I no. have malaise as well.
2: No, mine has to do with business. Mm. Mine has no. to do with the fact that in previews this was called X classified. This was there was no cover. It was oh. called X classified. It didn't tell you any information about the book, so I assumed. And I guess a part of that is on me that this was going to be a big X-Men event book. And so I ordered it for my store like a big event book, not realizing oh. that this was just – they didn't want to ruin the shock ending of their shitty wedding uh, issue that yep. never happened. And I was actually ordering Rogan Gambit number one, not – you know, mm. fucking extinction agenda or whatever the fuck. So,
3: but it's not even named as cool as Rogan Gambit number one for some
2: brand Mr. Residence. and Mrs. at Mrs. X uh, yeah.
3: the
2: name. But sucks. You
0: get, you get sexy times. For about I, five, five I like
2: that. I found out that she's into being whipped. That was cute.
0: She likes being whipped mm-hmm. and tickled.
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kink shame rogue. That's awesome. Good for her. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, the story itself was cute. I didn't. I didn't hate reading it. I wasn't like angrily flipping through the book. Um, I, I thought it was just fine. Um,
3: did we love half a book of what was three panels and perfectly fine and sufficed for me? I did not need that deep yeah. dive e documentary series behind how they got married. Got to the altar, no.
2: Well, I guess, you know, for people, I understand that. I get it. It wasn't for me because mm. I don't care about Rogue and Gambit. I also didn't really care about Colossus and um, Kitty Pride. I cared about them more I... than I did Rogue and Gambit, but I understand for people who were really invested in this relationship, and I know there's you know, it's a very famous relationship, Rogue and Gambit. So, I, I know that the people who were really into their relationship may have felt a little um short shrifted right Mm -hmm. by the fact that they just were like oh that other wedding didn't happen but up but up we're married so uh i get that too
3: i don't think any of this was focused on the rationale this was focused on the friends like you know that bling kid coming up going oh don't worry about the rings because i can lactate rings it Mm -hmm. basically yeah for you it, it filled in the
0: holes there like uh you know uh and I, what 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 shocked me was that after fucking up uh the the kitty and uh and colossus wedding rogue has the nerve to sit there and talk with iliana in the bathroom like it's her <laughs> and iliana it's like and she makes an attempt to fuck that that wedding up too
1: Oh, she's,
0: a... <laughs> like, she's like she doesn't like Ro or she doesn't like Gambit. Like she every no one likes Gambit. They always think they think he's just like you know. I mean, you're marrying Remy LeBeau. I wouldn't bet on it. You know, it's, stuff like that. It's like fuck
3: you, Iliana. He's kind of got, got a reputation for being a. shit kind of got a reputation for being a She has.
2: She's a homewrecker. <laughs> she's a ruiner. Yeah. She's a yeah. wedding ruiner.
3: Yeah, I don't know. That just made me mad that
0: she showed up. It was cute to see Mystique show up. That was cute. I like that. A little weird that
2: she's drawn to look like a 12-year-old girl.
0: She is, look, yes, she makes, she's made to look like she's 10 years younger than Rogue, um, which is odd. (laughs) Um, But still, I think that uh, if she's, she's a shapeshifter, she can be whatever she wants to
2: be. Yeah, I had to sort of like tell myself that. Yeah. Yeah. She looks really young. All right, I guess she's a shapeshifter. It's fine.
0: Uh, Charisse shows up. Remember her from X Factor or X- Excalibur?
2: Nope. Mm-hmm.
0: You remember the Imperial Guard?
2: Yep. Yeah. Look at
0: look at Husser. I always liked Husser because she's got like demon legs. She's got a whip. She's got hairy arms, and she's got a a receding forehead.
2: <laughs> a receding you see her has a receding forehead? <laughs> receding forehead.
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that receding thing, but uh, I, that character always interested me because she just was so oddly
3: uh, looked just really you, odd. Yeah, it made you sexually confused.
0: It, it, well, it did. She has hairy arms, and I she's know. got like goat legs. By so, how
3: you're on top of that, and, and then voice. a receding forehead. It was nice. She's got what I call <laughs> some people have the IMAX forehead. Where it's yeah. like, it's not even receding. Their hairlines just started, like, running away from their face. Yeah. But it's even. So it's not receding. It's even. But it's just an IMAX forehead. I had that yeah. for a while. I had a big forehead.
0: Congratulations. Even before I started losing my hair. Um, Probably helped.
2: Now I, your forehead goes the, all the way back to the back of your head.
0: It goes all the way down <laughs> to my ass.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, it uh, But I, I think that it took a long time. But once the action started in this book, it, I, I liked the action.
2: Good. That's uh, all right.
0: Will I come back for the next issue? I'm not really into the X-Men, so probably not. But this was a fun look into the new status quo. How long sure. do you think they will be together?
2: Oh, I feel anyway. like they're not going to break them up anytime soon. These characters, not and they. forgive me these two characters don't feel consequential enough to whether that. or not they have to be married or not
3: only if there's a movie
2: yep yep
3: maybe No, I mean, I'd maybe
2: love maybe to see that, it, you know, it last I think I, would... I
3: think I think Gambit's in the lineup for a movie isn't it I mean they've been talking about yeah. it forever yeah he is, so. he is.
0: but um, I, I would love to see it last it's just that marriage in comics never lasts.
3: Peter Mary Jane they're
0: not well, they're not married. That
2: lasted twenty that... years.
0: The, them being married, right?
2: Yeah, twenty years. Yeah, yep. I read Peter was married my entire uh childhood mm-hmm. and and teenage years and twenties. Yeah, because <laughs> I
0: remember Hawkman and uh, Hawkman and, and Hawkwoman. They they never last. <laughs> they're destined to never last. But uh um, Invisible Woman and, and Fantastic Mister Fantastic, they they like twenty years.
2: Clark like and Lois longer
0: than that. It's been like forty years. Clark and Lois have been like I don't know, ten years, twenty years, maybe
2: like twenty mm-hmm. years, right?
3: Who are we yes. arguing with ourselves? We like, I
2: don't know. We're just we're just finding <laughs> okay.
3: instances. It's just that the breakup
0: of these weddings. We lately. all agree
2: with each other, and yet we're fighting about it. What Why the are we fuck are we saying?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of talky in this. Yeah. A lot of talk. Um, especially after most of, it, most of it went down in the other issues. So mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. saying. A lot of talky, a lot of repeaty. Yeah. Should have started with them in bed. Bam.
2: They should have just had hardcore fucking all mm-hmm. issue. That'd be important. There was some, I, I was
0: kind of surprised at the amount of uh, nakedness that was going on in this book.
2: Well, it's all covered up. It's all classy. Well, it's classy,
3: yeah, it but, you know. It's boudoir.
2: It Although is. I gotta say, I was really—I <laughs> turned the page, and I was concerned because it says "still later," and I—it took me a minute to realize that he's tickling Rogue. I know. But when you open that, when you flip to that page, it looks like he's murdering her.
0: He's either murdering her or having the best sex ever.
2: Yeah. Probably sometimes, both.
0: Sometimes, sometimes you just don't know the difference.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. What are you
3: talking about?
0: <laughs> that page that says still later, she's he's tickling her, but he's on top of her, and she's like, ah, uh, you tickle me again. Oh, uh, it's a
3: normal. <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, it was just odd.
2: Anyway.
0: Uh, so the next page, he's like behind her. Walk doing, on, a, on. doing a uh, rusty trombone. <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's Next another book. example of, you know, tell us or show us, don't tell us. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see three pages of her enjoying being whipped. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe sure, I'm assuming. Maybe she over, whips really people. Maybe she whips Remy. Maybe Ramey. she whips him. Yeah. yeah. In the penis. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh.
3: oh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, oh. gross. Ouch. And then,
0: of course, that home wrecker. Why Deadpool. Deadpool shows up at the end.
2: Can he? He, he breaks up so many marriages.
0: Yeah, with his with his beautiful face. With his
2: cancer skin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that? this was cute. It was fine. We'll yeah. we'll see. Mm. If, if someone tells me that it's really good, I'll read issue two. Issue
1: You won't hear that.
2: I won't hear that. Nope. Hey, you know what else came out? the The final book of the week. Bone Parish Number One from Boom Studios by Colin Bunn and Jonas Sharf. Um, what's this one about? Well, okay, this one is about okay. So it takes place in um, um, New Orleans, so Mm -hmm. of fucking course it has to deal with voodoo because you cannot have a story that takes place in New Orleans without some fucking voodoo. Is it about voodoo? Right? That's what they're doing. So basically what they're doing is there's there's a drug cartel, if you will, run by this woman, this mom. Uh, She's the head of this family, (laughs) literally. And she – they make cocaine that is laced with the remains of famous people. And then when you snort this drug, you are able to um, experience part of their best moments, I guess. Ugh. And And it was, it was
3: really like, it was like one issue felt like four issues. (laughs) This issue?
2: (laughs) What I like about this issue is that nobody else in the history of comicdom has ever told a story that was like this. You know, I felt like it was really original and uh, it's, I've definitely never seen or heard of anything like it ever.
3: It like, it didn't launch off from the last page exactly of another series.
2: All right, go ahead, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> like
3: you
0: said, all right. So JD, like you said, with Mister and Mrs. X, where you you are a little, little like begrudged. I've I've gone in them with them.
2: some preconceived notions and 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 feelings
0: Be- because because it affects you in a, a, a monetary way because you own the store, <laughs> yeah, right? Of course, and so you have a personal kind of stake in that. Yeah, I too have a little bit of a personal stake in in, in this. Simply because the, the it's there it's very similar in I, I mean, when you're doing the pitch to it, it sounds extremely similar to a book that I published. Uh, and the last issue came out last week, the first issue of this of this one. And basically, there's a scene in this book where these kids come up to this drug dealer and the drug dealer shoves the drugs right in the reader's face, which is exactly how I ended my comic series that is extremely mm-hmm. similar to this book. So I think that, I don't know. I'm just not, I, 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 I can't feel like I can honestly get enough distance from this thing to give it a, to say I like it. I, it's a well put together book. It looks really good. And I, I think that the story's interesting, but I, I mean, personally, I feel like it's a cleaned up, Less risk-taking, more uh, mainstream version of a story that I was trying to tell.
2: Grave trancers.
0: Grave trancers, yes. Yeah. Um, especially when it, um, it 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 just feels everybody's pretty, everybody's like kind of uh, you know. It's a nice twist at the end. I like that um, that she's keeping a uh, a little bit of her her dead husband with her that she's snorting so that she can still have him in her life that's that's kind of cool but uh, yeah i felt i couldn't get distance from this book from, from this book because because of that i didn't feel i was scared it wasn't scary for me like the zombies eating the late the guy mm-hmm. i didn't feel like that was like the only horrific aspect of this other than the ghoulish concept which yeah it's like it's the same concept that i was using um but other than that, it didn't feel like it was like as, as hardcore horror as 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 what I've seen from Columbine before. Yeah, but anyway.
2: Um, so, uh, all all honesty, uh, I have not read Grave Transfers. I honestly don't know really what it's about. But when I read this, I went, "Oh man!" And I, I think I, I I unknowingly texted you guys about it, being like, "Oh, this was yeah. awesome! I really enjoyed yeah. this." <laughs> Not realizing, <laughs> not remembering that you had mentioned previously that this was sort of like similar to the book you had written. So I apologize, Mark. Yeah.
0: That's okay. No it's, no, it's no big deal. That's that good. Being I'm said,
2: glad you liked it. I did like it. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to read Grave Trancers because now I'm definitely curious. Um, but I, I thought that this was fun. I thought the twist at the end was very interesting. I thought mm-hmm. that the conceit. Uh, was interesting I, I was a little i'm always a little annoyed when anytime like can the story happen in new orleans but that doesn't have voodoo like i'm watching um yeah. cloak and dagger right now and it's like oh that takes place in new orleans so there's the doesn't voodoo it? lady um, it takes place in new orleans i didn't know that yeah thought yeah. it was thought it was new york nope
0: oh that's yeah. disappointing
2: and there's a is there's
0: that, a voodoo lady is that uh show any good
2: it's very good. I'm on episode five right now. I will warn you, it is a slow burn. It is definitely taking its time, but I'm interested. I, I you know, I haven't been bored at any point. I've never gone like, oh, when is this going to wrap up? I think that they're taking their time and they're telling the story in an interesting um, way. Um, I've been not,
0: slow burned by some slow burns. Yeah,
2: no, I no for sure, for sure. But this one for me seems to be working. It feels more quality, mm. and not just um, you know like oh we need to get them to have their powers immediately and now they're superheroes. You know it's they're, it's more like Ultimate Spider-Man pacing, it's the original. Ultimate Spider Man. But you're
3: saying it's, 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 you're saying it's like worth it from the character development perspective, that's yes. interesting enough. Yes. Is yes. it Daredevil first season
0: slow burn?
2: It's not quite that slow.
0: Like they don't get their costumes until are they in their costumes yet?
2: Oh no, they're not actually, no. They're still figuring out how their powers work and everything.
0: Well at least they have the powers. Yeah. That's yeah. The, you know. Yeah, they definitely not just...
2: have power. They got their powers in the first episode.
0: Okay. Matt
3: Murdoch had the powers to be
0: fixed. how does he does but how okay. does uh how does he do the cloak thing without the cloak
2: it, so far it's been like it's all been accidental he doesn't know how he does it um so far it's been a trash bag it's been a it's his he's got black sheets on his bed it's been the black sheet um one time it was literally just a cloth on his face. <laughs> That's fun. It's
0: like a, a tissue, like a like a Kleenex. Well, he was, it was <laughs> after
2: a basketball game, and he um was like wiping down sweat, and he kind of just took the cloth and put it over his face, and all yeah. of a sudden he had he had transported somewhere.
0: So anything like it could be like setting like a little. I don't it could know, be a
2: black. I, it could be a condom. Postage stamp. <laughs> yeah. Any cloth. Any cloth. <laughs> cloth. But um. But anyway, oh, okay. yeah, uh, what was the name of this book? Not Grave Transfer. Oh, Bone, Bone Parish. Is Bone Parish. Yeah, I thought I this was it, really interesting. They called it
0: Boone Parish. Oh, I get so, it. I I booted, but the art is it, really good. Ew, it's really excellent.
2: Good. Excellent artwork. Mm-hmm. Rob, what did you think, buddy? Uh,
3: I, I liked it as well. I, I think the juxtaposition here is that you tend to do a much denser tale. Mark, you 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 like characters who are off sort of the third rail, and, and this Bone Parish, as you said, it sanitizes a little more and it normalizes a little more, um, uh, making it easier to sort of bite into on on first chop. Um, the other thing I'll say is you have artist things that happen. A lot. Um, not even so much the, the style of it, but the density of the page.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, 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 you know, I'm asking, might as well, since we're, you know, we're here and we have you. Is Are you writing that? I mean, are you writing the, the, the panel descriptions for, uh, full detail or is that the artist bringing it into the scene?
0: I think the more that the more that I uh, the more that I worked with the artist, the less the less mm-hmm. I write into the scene. Um, but you got to get to know your artist, I guess. That's just the way it. Okay. I think that's that's the way it always is. Um, so first first issue is, is always the most difficult, I think, because mm-hmm. it's it's the whole getting to know you phase. But um, I think that I know that a lot of it for me actually has to do with um, just. Uh, being able to trust trust uh, the artist at first and then just like going in and, yeah. and just writing. I think that Colin Bunn is probably at the point where he doesn't write as specifically. He'll probably just say, Okay, here's another script. Let's find a good mm-hmm. artist and we'll go from there. You know, I don't know how involved he is from beginning to end like that. But that's mm-hmm. because I don't I don't think like a, a, a an art a writer at Colin Bunn's level I mean, uh-huh. he's got like how many times do you, do we see like a new Colin Bunn book out? Um, I mean, it feels like he writes like three or four issues of of like three or four different series a month almost. There, there there's he's always working, which is great. But um, so I think that because of that, um, I think that that helps or that probably uh-huh, helps uh-huh. him in like. Just letting go and just saying, okay, here's another script. To me, it's just like, oh, okay, ooh, I get an opportunity to do a script, so I want to make sure it's all good.
3: Right. And, and, grave tra- and grave chances, you were, yeah, I do. And grave chances, you were going for more. Um, you're going for a deeper uh, dance there, and in sort of the twist of the narrative that you know the the world sees her as a crazy one, even though she's had. All this thrust upon her by these you know backwoods whatever the fuck they are what's with the dude with no mouth hey
0: man he's awesome he's shovel he's got meth mouth sort of he's got <laughs> you... no bottom jaw
3: it's <laughs> not how meth works
0: sometimes it does
3: no yes
0: it does
3: I did some research <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've seen meth mouth. That's if your jaw falls off, you're dead. That's no, not the only, true. The only one I know who's lived through is Roger Ebert. Exactly. Because oh. they made him a new mouth, and that wasn't meth. I know that wasn't meth. But it he was a, surgically took his mouth off.
0: His mouth is off. You don't know how.
3: I didn't I didn't
0: explain that, but it's there. It's horrifying. I saw a picture of a real person with no jaw, and it was horrifying.
3: Well, and see, that's where I know you, and I know what you're envisioning when you write it, and that's where I get frustrated. And again, your artists have increased over time, but that's where I get frustrated, because it's not always, at least in this case, embodied horrifically. It's almost like that new Melissa McCarthy Muppet movie that's coming out, where where the Muppet you know is kind of jizzing and it's hilarious. Where yes. it was John Holmes, you just kind of go, oh wow, big penis jizzing. Um, I, I know what you're going for. You're going for the horrific, but the style, little muppety. Oh yeah,
0: so, yeah there are some. There are there there
3: are a little muppety people there that some doesn't of come off as horrific. And oh. I think horror. That that helps. I so, know do you mind. feel? They're going for. Do
0: you feel that in Bone Parish that this is more akin to horror?
3: I I don't. I will not claim to be the horror aficionado since I have never been on a horror cast in my um, podcasting <laughs> career.
0: But, but we've talked about horror comic books here.
3: Oh, I know you fuckers have. Um, but I, <laughs> I I I think there's different levels of horror at this point horror is a spectrum for the cop-out answer and uh, you know what is palpable you're right this is a little more corporate it's a little more sanitized but it, it's also because of the artist it's oh. a little more real and visceral because it's real it's if your book had that same artistic palette slathered upon it with your swick, sick, twist Mind, It would be one of those ones that they'd have to kind of turn around on the shelf when you've got shovel meth mouse, um, you know, snorting, drinking through his jukebox, juice box. Oh, and by the way, if he snorted through the juice box it would just fall out the top of his mouth if he has no bottom mouth
0: hey so in, <laughs> in, you don't not go how the too,
3: palette you works. don't
0: explain too much because that leaves things to leaves things to happen it's just like you see this lady going into her lab there are dead bodies there and she's wearing a lab coat and there's a bubbling bunsen burner that's all you need really to kind of just convey the fact that yeah she's making drugs from this
3: this stuff you know yeah, I like, no, I bought them with. I know so I'm totally with science prop equaling science. So I, yes.
0: yes. Lab code equals science. So I, I, uh, I no, jaw, no jaw equals math I'm
3: just saying he couldn't drink like that. he would have to hydrate off an IV. That's all. He's, he's hydrating through his nose. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, so hey. you could think of you could think of bone Parish as a sequel.
0: It's a direct sequel to De Grave Trancers. right?
3: So the if you unauthorized Bone Parish, unauthorized. <laughs> 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 was it unauthorized? It was unauthorized.
0: But it was—I mean, I—I—I I, I was enjoying it. I am going to be following this series. I will be reading it. I, of course, I'll be reading it. I, I just—I I feel jaded, or I, not jaded. I feel, uh, you know, no. it's a little jaded. too close. A little too close. Are you going to be reading the rest of it, JD?
2: I'm curious enough, yeah, I'm going to at least try the second issue.
0: Yeah. Well, wait, maybe we could just all read it together.
1: Yay!
3: <laughs> you sound thrilled about that, Bug. Let's do that.
0: No, I sure. will. I, I will try to... Maybe this will diverge enough to for me to, like, enjoy it. I do agree. Um, I would like to see something happen in New Orleans other than Voodoo. It's like it's it, it's almost like it, it's almost like if your black character did nothing but play basketball, you know it's it's like the easy go-to when there is probably a rich culture in New Orleans that has nothing to do with voodoo
2: And plus, when
0: was the last good voodoo story? when was the last good voodoo story you read or watched Oh or it was uh... saw?
2: Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man run. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Calypso, yeah.
0: yeah no, Calypso. Um, like, they keep on failing with Shadow Man because of this. Um, it, it, I think that just the reliance on voodoo, it's its tough. It's a tough sell. I don't know why. I, maybe it's too close to home. Maybe it's just, I, I don't uh, know. Maybe it just isn't really scary. Is it scary? I guess it can be. Did you see The Believers? <laughs> Do
2: you like
0: that movie? S- serpent in
2: the rainbow remember that one? I remember it, but I never saw it
0: that was that was okay but i I don't remember voodoo being like uh
2: I mean it's the Haitian version
3: of witches basically i mean that's yeah. I, yeah. you know it's i i it might be too similar in that we've run through the gamut of that level of mysticism somebody needs to do it a little differently like when it was sprinkled into true blood right before true blood completely yeah. shit bad that's okay when i liked it man it, it was fine
0: i actually didn't mind it in coven um i thought it was well right, done in american horror story coven oh,
3: yeah, yeah with angela bassett fuck yes
0: yeah that was really well was done Christ. especially because um uh what's his name or what's her name like kathy bates played like that old like old like plantation owner and she came back to life in like the real world and she was like trying to it was yeah. some really twisted stuff. See I went I, to
3: col- I went to college with one of the daughters of one of kathy Bates' daughters in that show. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. She's on my friends list. Yeah. Yeah. Is she a uh, uh is
0: does she know voodoo?
3: Uh not a prerequisite. She was in a cage, weeping and crying as Kathy Bates' her sadistic mother was.
0: Oh, I remember that when she had yeah. the guys. She had the guys wearing the bull heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. All right, that's the show.
2: Uh, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. Spoiler <sighs> Alert. Uh, I'm Johnny Destructo. You can visit me at my Patreon, uh, which is at Patreon slash. Johnny Destructo, and uh, also Mark has a Patreon. Yeah. What is it, Mark?
0: It's it's M L Miller at pa- Patreon M L Miller hey. and and also I'm at M L Miller Writes. Although I haven't put anything up in a week or so because I just been uninspired, but I will I'll get back into it. it. M L
2: you mean?
0: M L Yes, I, and I do movie reviews, and I also put this podcast up there as well.
2: Yay! And robpatey.com. Go to that for more Rob just, Patey in your life.
3: Just Google Rob Patey. You'll find me.
2: Don't don't Google it.
3: No, yeah, I actually don't. <laughs> you might
0: you might find something. It's, we'll all be better uh, unmentionable.
2: All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later.
1: Thanks so much
2: for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Hardcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.